Hmm. What's this? Vodka? Gin? Zima? No, it's time to talk about water. I don't know how I feel about drinking this. Do you know what fish do in this? Well, at least it's in bottles. That's bound to be better, right? Well, probably not. We'll get into that and why this took off like it did. So get ready to hydrate and join us as we have a drink. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Fraser. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hey, yo. Howdy, Who are hey. these strangers? <clears throat> yeah, it's been uh, been a while. Yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> the last part of last year got weird. <laughs> Schedules didn't line up, and um, as most of you are, I don't know, any long-time previous viewers, just listeners, I don't know, we we can't do the live streaming anymore. Uh, The internet does not reach us the best (laughs) here. Hot garbage. Yeah, it is what you call hot garbage, and I uh, dumped on the poor Spectrum guy who stopped us at Kroger. He's like, what do you all have for internet at home? And it's just like, oh boy, do you have a minute? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to, like, you know, the people that everyone duck when they walk in the grocery store and just like, I didn't hear him. Don't make eye contact. And I I was like, he, he caught me with my bluey shirt and it was like, they pulled me like that. I was like, okay, I'll give him a minute of my time. And then he kept pressing it. And I was like, we'll get ready for a dump. (laughs) Because I'm going to let you know what I think about your company. <laughs> yeah. And then they were, they, you could see it in their faces like, we are terribly sorry for asking. <laughs> you were clearly not, not who we wanted. You made a mistake. It's like, I'm getting ready to suck we, up 20 minutes of your time. It's like, oh, you are not a satisfied customer. <laughs> Indeed. And then Emmett and Brittany are looking at shirts of Marge crumping. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, they also had a Hello Kitty shirt. Oh, we were also looking, there was a little Hello Kitty St. Patrick's Day display of like I thought you were going to say there was a Hello Kitty. I think it was, there was a Hello Kitty twerking. That could be a thing. I don't know. Although remember, it seems more like a Karomi situation. You got to remember, canonically, she is a little girl in a cat costume. I she is to not a cat. This. Sanrio is like, I, they are offended when people are like, she's a cat, right? And they're like, no, it is a little girl in a cat costume. And it's like, what about all the others? It's like, no, they're actually animals. It's like, what the hell have you done? <laughs> You're monsters. Uh, well, technically she is, but... 
So how is oh. everyone? Other than trauma dump, not on Elmo, but the poor Spectrum guy, it, the Kroger. I don't know if anyone saw that. That was fantastic. What? Poor, poor Elmo. Just, I didn't know about it either. So, so that the official account for Elmo on uh, X, formerly Twitter, just put it out, just asked, like, Elmo's just checking. How's everyone doing? And the collective oh. internet trauma dumped on Elmo. Like, everyone's <laughs> like, well, Elmo, to be honest with you, I lost my job. And, <laughs> and it, I went on, this. it went on for like three days of just like, there's millions of replies to this thing of ever, like people just dumping their hearts on it. And I, I, then I Elmo just Elmo. And so then Elmo replies back, well, Elmo's really glad he asked. Elmo learned that. It's good to check in on your friends. <laughs> I'll check back in soon. <laughs> Will you, Elmo? It was one of those when people are like, you know, this is like one of those really heartfelt moments. It's like Steve from Blue's Clues when he came in and was just like, I'm just here to say I'm really proud of you all. And we all like collectively cried. And we're just like, oh, oh gosh. So it's like Elmo yep. just popped up to check in on us, and everyone was like, "We're gonna be completely honest with you, Elmo." <laughs> Elmo, we have we have concerns. <laughs> Things have not gone to plan. El- Elmo had that one uh, already in the can, ready to go out, and uh, <laughs> did not check on the replies before singing that second one. I was gonna say Elmo uh, uh, hit send on that, and then started seeing the notifications come in, and just went. Nope, not going to pull the pin on that grenade. <laughs> All right. So, uh, aside from trauma dumping, how how's mm-hmm. everyone doing? Uh, doing all right. It was uh, it was, uh Baba Day uh, last week. So here in Lexington, the the line share began, and we. Uh, had a good time. Had uh, had some some good stuff that we brought out. I was proud that I brought out some uh, some hot butcher. And there's a there's a guy out there who I, I see a lot at uh, uh, at Void events they have down there, and he's always bringing in like really nice bourbon and whatnot, uh, really heavy stouts. He's you know, but he's like, no, I don't like IPAs. And I was like, he's like, I'm willing to try any of them, but but I've not had any that I that I like. I've had three. Out of like sixty seven or sixty six I've had that are that are good. And I was like, well, this is it's like and they're like a more of a, a citrusy kind of flavor. Oh well, boy. this is like well, this is dun dun dun. It's like maybe like a little sweeter. This is dun 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 from Hop Butcher. This is a Citra and Galaxy Hop uh New England IPA. He's like like that combo. Okay, well I'll try it. And he just looks at me after he takes a sip and just goes, I have had 67, and there are four I like. This one might be my new favorite. Dun 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 is fantastic. That's what, so good. That's what our buddy Smoke used to always smuggle down from Chicago to me. I, 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 was just, I couldn't yeah. get enough. I found some like right after, like when I was out of town a while back, and I was just like, You're, I'm bringing a stash back. I think it was like just in, the, just in that week, too. So I was like, perfect. Fresh. Mm. But they, uh, uh, but yeah, the the Baba Day was a was a uh, seemed like it was a pretty big success. They had uh, they had four variants that they had advertised, and then the last day they put out a fifth. Mm. So 
you had the regular Baba. I guess the regular Baba. So there were five total bottles you can get, counting the regular. So the regular Baba, the chocolate sea salt was back. Oh. One of my personal favorites. There was uh, a Samoan, like a, a Girl Scout cookie Samoan. Ah, not the okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not the. You don't know it could have had like a you know awesome pineapple situation going on. No, uh, and then afternoon snacks, which I think was like a granola and something else like sweet in there, uh, and then they had the ancient, which was they found a baba that had been sitting in a barrel for three years. <laughs> oh wait, I remember hearing about that. <laughs> <laughs> they just went, what the heck is, oh. A mutual friend that uh, I remember him telling us, he was like, oh, yeah, we found this. <laughs> it was just like it had been lost in the bag, and they're like, oh. Well, okay. Uh, and they had that, they had all those on draft, so I had a had a nice little sampling of them before I got, got out of there with, uh, and every time I always get confused because I like, limit to four. It's like, oh, you can only get you know one of the thing. No, you can only get four of each of these. You can get four four packs. Uh, and I was like, oh. Uh, but yeah, get down there early. I'm like the tenth person in line, tenth eleventh person in line, and I do what I do now is my new tradition. I stop by. I buy about. Five or six uh, sausage biscuits from McDonald's, yeah. and set it out there for the other people in line, and go, "Who wants something to lay down a coating in the stomach?" My go-to was always, even though I'm morally against them now, uh, was always Chick Fil A, because because I'm a firm believer you got to have some grease in the yeah. stomach before you start drinking. That like you got to have some like fried breading and grease in there. Yeah. <clears throat> uh. Yeah, uh, Baba Day went well, then went long, and is the reason we did not record. <laughs> well, I mean, we could say multiple, it happens. but it would have been yeah. da- basically down two hosts, and that's kind of where we draw the line of, well, we got to cancel this thing. I was, I was useless. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, that was, that was me. Other than that, it's been a relatively uneventful time since we last recorded. Uh, this episode would have been perfectly timed for dry January last week. <laughs> and, uh, I guess uh, the, the joke I thought of at the time, at, at the morning after was I ruined our dry January episode because I was too drunk. Cause we don't that do very, dry January. I was like, that's very fitting. <laughs> I, I was going to say, now we're just in time for the hydration for the people who definitely went back to drinking on February 1st. People who have been in a, in a drinking loop all through their 10,000 years on February 2nd. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, Groundhog's Day weekend bash. We just saw the Jeep commercial today. I don't know if anyone else has seen it. I haven't seen their Jeep commercial. I was just upset because, well, I wasn't upset, but I get annoyed that every year I make plans to watch Groundhog Day on Groundhog's Day, and something stops me every year. They got so many people from the movie back to do a Jeep commercial. I thought that one dude was dead, and then I'm like, oh, wait. (laughs) That's why I'm still 
I, I'm not convinced it was him. Uh, the, played the uh, mayor. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, did the, was it like Bill Murray in a Jeep with a groundhog on it? Yeah. And I'm just going like, side of the they're, eye, side of the re- eye. They're reliving every day, but they're just out having a ball driving this Jeep. And like one yeah. guy's like, you guys are going to freeze to death. And he's like, see you tomorrow. <laughs> he drives off with a groundhog in the Jeep with the top off. Uh, I, I do love that movie. <sighs> so that's, I love Bill Murray, but loving Groundhog Day is more of a, I love Harold Ramis. Harold, yeah. Harold Ramis. It, I mean, honestly, the two of them together when they, when they were working together, Always was fantastic. The The downside is this is the, mo- the last thing they ever did together. Yeah. Because they, and they didn't speak again until right before Ramus died. And I'm just like, man. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, he did manipulate Bill Murray <laughs> because he knew Bill Murray became more and more petulant and annoying as the longer a shot, a shoot went on. So did he manipulate him or did he just know how to structure how to hand- everything? Yeah. And then Bill yeah. found out and got pissed. Like, mm, yeah. Oh well. Anywho, uh, um, we've not been doing too much, and then, you know I'm stopping. I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> I don't really think anything for a while <laughs> since the holidays, and then we were even on break from the show before that. So it's like God, I don't, and I don't know. Emmett, Emmett claims to wipe his own ass now, so mm-hmm. we're, we're there. I mean. That's that's pretty good. I, I asked him the other day because it was like, oh, because he was farting the place up, and I was like, man, do you need to do you need to poop? He's like, I did at school, and I was like, did you wipe your butt? He goes, yeah, and I, was, I didn't believe. He was like, show me, and he just like he ripped some paper off and wipes his butt. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I look back at Brady. He's like, we wipe our own ass now. It's a big day. And then he claimed to uh, immediately, what was it, was it yesterday when he was like, he did the same thing, and I was like, oh, and then, or no, it was like, he, I flipped him upside down, and his butt was in my face, and I was like, oh, man, I was like, do you need to go poop? And he's like, no, I did at school. I was like, did you wipe? And he looks, freezes and goes, no, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's go take care of that. <laughs> maybe, change, maybe change your underwear. <sighs> uh, Casey, how's uh, how things been over over your neck of the woods? Casa della Price is, I don't know, it's fairly fairly quiet on the eastern front. We uh, just got over like the worst sickness ever. So, mm. um, the uh, like it had been lasting for like. 12 weeks before Thanksgiving. Like I had this like general sniffle and then it finally was like, no, we are now a sinus infection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Have fun. Um, so yeah, it was fun. Uh, but other than that, like we, we've been kind of just more or less surviving. Um, th- there's been like not a whole lot to do around here recently. It, it's that lull between Christmas and can't get this. <laughs> And then the cat. Christmas and uh, Valentine's Day is kind of like a slow brewery season. So mm-hmm. it's just like, no, we're just going to go wash kegs. I, like repaired the keg washer. Felt like a man. <laughs> Feel good. 
That's when he felt like his dad. That's right. I mean, my dad's a mechanic, so that makes sense. Like, uh, I was just making an Eddie Izzard joke to get it on the bingo card, but oh, uh, there you go. Uh, it's on. Uh, but yeah, so who who knew that I would be dealing with two hundred and thirty volt three phase this stage of my life? But we were there. Did you do it shirtless, wearing the denim coveralls? Heck no! It's oh. freezing back in that keg washing room. <laughs> There's no insulation, and it's got a vent, so it pulls in whatever air is outside. It's like, no, we're not even getting, like, still air. It's just <laughs> going to be cold. And then in the summer, when you get back there, it's still it's hot. It's like the opposite. You're like, why can't it be at least cool in here? I know. That's it's hot how, and steamy. That's how it is in the vault room at work. Anytime I go down in there, it is somehow worse than it is outside no matter what temperature it is if it's cold outside it's colder in there if it's hot outside it's hotter muggier and stuffier in there nightmare that's just that's my hell (laughs) Mm -hmm. i was thinking like this isn't important but uh i may or may not get to go to a conference for work again in las vegas this time Ooh. Let it ride. I know. And I need to look at the dates again, but I'm trying to figure it's a Microsoft conference. And I'm like, should I, should I do this or not? Then we got to look at those dates. Yeah. Look, Cause last time we didn't look at the dates. Yeah. And then it, it got way too close. And it's like, Oh wait, <laughs> we're going to Disney. <laughs> oh no. That, well, that was a whole thing that was, but the, you know, in and of itself, but, uh, Oh, and I got to, I got to use, some of the more Japanese that I've been learning oh, on, nice. we got two new Jack, Japanese expats. Actually, they're both no one of one of them is on my floor. The other one was on got, is in packaging, so he's on the fourth floor. But um, but yeah, and uh, I I got to do the the Hajime Mashke, and you know, I I kind of made them be like, wait, what just happened? Um, <laughs> so you're you're like not leading with the bit to where. Uh, they were thinking they're like, "Oh, you speak fluent because your pronunciation was so good." Well, like the Japanese people have like said, you know, for "Oh, the gaijin. huh?" <laughs> your Japanese is so good for the gaijin. Well, uh, they said my pronunciation was good, but like the the other people were a very very white manager who sits <laughs> diagonally to me, and then. Um, uh, this other chick who I love to death and she's like, I can't get past her because she's like, she's from Taiwan and she was like, it's so good. Like your, your accent is so good. She's like, I can't, I can't learn the Japanese. And I was like, you already know kanji. Shush. <laughs> I was See, like, you are fine. <laughs> I was waiting when you like, whenever he's like this guy neck across me, he's like very white. And I'm just picturing like, <laughs> Oh my, Oh dear. Darling, please. The Monopoly man. Yeah, yeah just well, no, the he, he's a wonderful guy. Wasp. Like he um but he he's also kind of I think he's from like Virginia or like no like actually <laughs> no, we're that painting is that very non South Pacific. Yeah, we, well, we yeah. are uh anyway, but the point he's is from he, Connecticut. Well he looks like he would be actually, but uh he is um also in my colleague's Japanese class. So now she's been bumped up. She's doing this for fun, mind you. 
She now has a Japanese class for her coworkers one every day of the week now. And I'm like, why are you doing this to yourself? And she's like, I love this. And I was like, no, (laughs) there's no way you can love this. Uh, But yeah, I shared with her the, uh, the video, the shorts I follow from this one uh, YouTube chick who lives in Japan. She also teaches Japanese and it's a rap video that they did to remember the days of the week in Japanese. <laughs> and it's wonderful. And like, she like almost fell over. <laughs> she was like, this is the best thing that I've ever seen. So yeah, it's it been fun. Think of, makes me think of the, uh, uh, the hand washing short that they did. And I think it was in South Korea that it popped up. Oh like, yeah. Oliver, yeah, yeah. Where it's like the, that's do like a little dance where they're just slaps. like, <laughs> and he's like, this is unambiguously, a banger of a song. <laughs> yeah. And it was. Mm-hmm. That it reminds me this week. Um, actually, it was yesterday, Friday evening. I had like a four o'clock on a Friday a emergency type of thing that came through from a client. Mm-hmm. And it happened that we needed to get like this, just one item um, kind of just tweaked a little bit before we send it out to pr- or send it out to the printer. And I was like, yeah, we can do that. It's fine. Whatever. Um, we've got a couple more hours. But, you know, I work in a work from home environment, but I also work for a company that has people that work from home and in other areas, you know, other places, other time zones. So I look over and I, I said a little bit in the chat about this, but look over and I'm like, well, here's my designer. I can just let them know. Let me check and make sure what what their working hours are. Um, they might be able to do it this evening because, you know, for usually us, East Coast time is going to be the first that happens. And then, you know, we get an extra four hours of work for those folks that are on the West coast. So I look up and I'm like, well, that's odd. It says she's off today, but it says she's working Sunday. Why is that on the calendars um, calendar app? I'm like, well, that's weird. And she like, that's an odd time for her to be off. Like she gets off at this hour and, and starts at this. That's really weird. And I look over and realize that I've been working with this girl for eight months now and didn't realize she lived in Okinawa, Japan. <laughs> do it. Like yeah. we just traded work back and forth and, and just apparently never even like discussed, Oh yeah, my time zone is this because usually with the designers, I'm like, here you go. Here's your work. Like just give it to me when you're done. And it's just there. But I never thought I just basically lose Friday with her altogether. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, I just have to wait till Sunday. She's just <laughs> in the future and you're just like, yeah. Oh crap. So okay, uh, we're we're we had to bypass turn on the lamp. We had to bypass okay. the greatest transition that could have ever existed into the topic about being the waspiest wasps that ever wasped. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, because of the topic. But all this talk about the languages uh, boils down makes me think of the um, revelation I had just randomly because we've talked before about how the Finnish have a single word oh yeah for underwear drunk and yeah. then learning the Japanese have a word literally a single word for working yourself to death yeah <laughs> and I was like wow language tells us a lot about people <laughs> yeah and I want to be Finnish 70 words for uh for snow. Yeah, you probably get a lot of snow. 
Finland? Oh, we got a word for uh, being uh, drunk in your underwear. Sounds like the place I want to be. <laughs> Saunas and drunk in my underwear. All right. I'll take that. Um, sorry, now I'm just picturing it to a, a Weezer song. I'm like, underwear drunk. <laughs> That's where I want to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I guess if there's no more business. Uh, no more new business. No, no more uh, new on. business before we go into the topic. We do have an announcement. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Uh, we've never discussed our our internal discussion of the new schedule. Oh, did we not? <laughs> oh. No, because this is the first episode we've had since yeah. we... Which it's going to be a, a soft into it because we're going to be doing like real close together episodes here because we pushed last week. But either way, we're going to be doing... Um, we're going to be your monthly visitor now. <laughs> we, we've uh, pushed the show to a point to make it better fit into our lives. And because frankly, we were kind of pushing it this way <laughs> all last year anyway. Yeah. yeah. Like we were having to slide episodes around to work with our schedules. Cause we're all getting old mm-hmm. and we have like these things called lives that I was going to say that mo- most of us have things called children who uh, are man. very incessant on their time. Mm-hmm. They're very yeah, demanding. Yeah. You you heard my update from from the past few weeks. Like <laughs> the highlight was repairing a keg washer. Like <laughs> let's let's not go too far and say it's lives. We just exist in a different state of panic. I, I mean, the highlight of my past quarter was that my check engine light went off the day <laughs> before I, I had a, I had the appointment scheduled to take it in, and then the light goes off, and I'm like, either it burned out. <laughs> Or the problem is passed. <laughs> like, either way, we're rolling ahead. We're riding dangerous. <laughs> I was like, because we're kicking that can as far down the road as possible. But, yeah. So, we're going to be trying to do one one good quality episode that'll be, like, four hours long. No, hopefully not. Uh, every month. I mean, so, just like every other episode. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. All right. Well, I think it's time for the topic. We're not that drunk. We're not that drunk. We're not that drunk. We're not that drunk. Really not. Not this episode. Good um, time. I mean, if you're drinking the style, you're not. I am not. Neither am I. Uh, Takes sip of soccer. <laughs> it's not me this time. Uh, as of March 2017, the Beverage Marketing Corporation, a beverage industry consulting firm. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, that's what water does to you. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, announced that the United States has a new favorite beverage. It's not hot coffee or tea or pop or soda. Uh, it's certainly not beer or anything alcoholic. No Americans now drink by volume more bottled water than any other packaged beverage. Industry watchers have been anticipating this turning point for some time for more than a decade and a half. The consumption of carbonated soft drinks has been falling from just over 50 gallons per capita in 2000 to uh, 38.5 gallons in 2016. While sales of than some countries do in beer. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 
It definitely uh, is. While sales of bottled water have stead, uh, been steadily rising. I'm just picturing an uh, uh, airplane right now. It's like, and Walter's getting larger. <laughs> oh, classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Though health advocates have cheered the news of soda's declining fortunes, the rise of bottled water is less nutritional success story than a uh, victory for good old-fashioned American marketing. Or, to be more precise, companies deftly navigating the murky uh, space between what people want and what they can be convinced they need. It's really, like, when I read a lot of that stuff, it's just like, it's mad, man. (laughs) Like, that's just, it's just skeezy marketing. It's toasted. Um, Everyone else's tobacco. It's cancers. <laughs> Yours. Toasted. Uh, well, let's go back to the beginning of this portable, potable wa- uh, water craze and see how a niche health movement uh, became the galactus, galactus of local water supplies all over the world. Uh, second. There we go. Uh, I can't see potable without thinking of potent potables. Jeopardy category. From every celebrity Jeopardy category on SNL. (laughs) It takes a few to realize that's always a running gag is just that potent potables is always an option. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Bottling water began in the United Kingdom with the first uh, water bottling uh, at the Holy Well in 1621, the I demand could, for bo- could not find a uh, a clear definition of which Holy Well. No, like they never said where. <laughs> I didn't get. I couldn't get an area. Just know that it was in the UK in 1621 from a Holy Well, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> no, the Holy Well, the Holy Well. Oh, okay. The one where they they just they folded Jesus's body up and dumped it in when they were just trying to discreetly get rid of it. <laughs> the demand for bottled water was fueled in large part by the resurgence in spa going and water therapy among Europeans and the American colonists in the 17th and 18th centuries. Uh, like mine with lithium, please. <laughs> it's better than the lead versions they had uh, <laughs> a few centuries earlier. Maybe millennium earlier. Centuries, you can still go up to Flint, Michigan and get it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, spa day in Flint. <laughs> That's really more of a... You, you, when you get into the, the water there, it looks more like uh, the scene from the end of Terminator 2 where you're oh, just God. getting sinking in and your thumb just cut the last <laughs> thing you see before it sinks into the water. Uh, uh, we could just end the episode here and be like, bottled water, it's only good for Flint, Michigan. All right, episode... <laughs> Done. Oh God! Uh, visits to natural springs and spas became fashionable among the wealthy elite of the nineteenth and tw- er, uh, and early twentieth centuries. Oh, excuse me. The American bottled water industry started in eighteen forty four, when a Maine innkeeper, lying on his deathbed, discovered the remarkable therapeutic properties of water from his local spring. I just imagine it's been. It's like, what have you been drinking every day? Just bourbon, morning, moon, and night. Have some water. I feel wonderful. Uh, 
Well, as the popularity of the water grew with visitors, the inn turned into a spa resort, and the family began to sell the water under the brand Poland Springs. Uh, these wa- <laughs> these waters were originally touted as a kidney re- remedy. Well, in fairness, if you drink enough of them, <laughs> I mean, it will help flush your kidneys out. If you drink enough of them and you go ride the beast a few times, you'll pass those kidney get, stones. Yes, you'll get them stones out of you. Uh, in 1850, E.W. Stevenson, proprietor of St. Catharnus? St. Catharnics. St. Catharnics. That's it now. That's it now. That's it. <laughs> it now. Uh, Carnitas? No. Uh, Catharnies? Cthune. Mineral water? Huh? Cthune. Cthune. Uh... Robert St. Catharnus uh, Mineral Water uh, promised that uh, his product, drawn from the artisan well in Ontario, would cure everything from dyspepsia, liver and kidney complications, to seasickness, fever, and ague. Spiro Agnew? It'll get rid of Spiro Agnew? If only. Agnew. Look, I, I only I've heard this in a book series, and that is all. <laughs> I'm not saying uh, a lot of these people were basically trying to sell Malort, but it sounds like <laughs> a lot of the descriptors given to Malort helps uh, helps fix your. It's like, listen, water is the next best thing to snake oil. <laughs> Where do you think we get this? Get the oil from? Water's already in my bourbon. Don't need any more of it. <laughs> Could use a little less. It's a it's a, a Brooklyn Nine Nine joke where it's like, yeah, they keep saying I need to drink more water, and I keep telling her, I dr- like all that uh, all that soda I drink, the base of it's water, and it's got other stuff in there. That's also in a uh, um, we're talking about Bill Murray pre-show. Um, ah, uh, um. Osmosis Jones. Oh, yes. And he's like, oh, you got you need to drink some more water. And they're, they give him a beer. And he's like, that's not what they meant. He's like, it's got all that wet stuff in it. <laughs> uh, that was a kid's movie. Yep. That was a kid's movie. Uh, and then he projectile for- vomits all over a teacher. <laughs> uh in France, waters from the mineral springs like uh, Evian, Vittel, and Perrier were popular uh, in the early 20th century, and patients returning from a, quote, cure, unquote, uh, brought back supplies of the water to continue their cure at home. It's here to cure my syphilis. Oh, you're drinking it? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Please, sir, don't bathe in our spring. <laughs> Could you get out of the spring, sir? Like I, my feet aren't even like my feet aren't even. I'm just, I'm just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the part of you that's in out, please. Is that uh, out of the pool? Sorry, was that the, the Wendy's? Was that the claim from the sorry, guy? This who, is the Wendy's. The guy who got caught on uh, uh, Ratatouille. Ba- at oh, Disney I, World. I thought you were going to. I thought you were going to say the guy who got caught at the Bass Pro Shop. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, that was fantastic. Oh, that that was painful to watch. <laughs> he like jumps out. He had to have been on something because the way he jumped out of that and just 
naked splats after like a 15 foot fall out of the giant fish tank. And he's just blah, and just lays it. He's out. He's done. He has a concussion. And the cops come up and handcuff this naked, unconscious man on the floor who obviously needs medical attention. And they're trying to like drag him off. Uh, well. Uh, a modest demand for bottled mineral waters uh, started in pharmacies. <laughs> the only place you could get water then. Where else? They... Or in the horse trough. Uh, no. Billy's out there trying to cure his syphilis, too. <laughs> I mean, you could try and trick him, but he's got his wiener out in it. <laughs> water's not fit to drink anymore. Uh, Sorry to cry uh, polyps. <laughs> no, it's Wiener, the horse trough. <laughs> this episode has gotten weird very fast. It's a bottle of water. We had to find a way to spice it up. <laughs> we will. I don't know what's wrong with this. We haven't recorded in so long. That's, yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> I apologize to everyone already. Um first commercially distributed uh, water in America it, uh, was bottled and sold by Jackson Small in Boston in 1767. Baston. Baston. Uh, the popularity of mineral waters quickly led to the market for imitation products. Carbonated water was uh, developed as a means for approximating the natural effer- effer- effervescence of spring bottled water. And in 1809, Joseph Hawkins was first into, uh, excuse me, was issued the first U.S. patent patent for imitation material water. Imitation water. There we go. Imitation mineral water. Yeah. It was a bo- it was a bottle of water with gravel in it. <laughs> Those were the minerals. Ah. <sighs> As technological innovation in the 19th century lowered the cost of making glass and improved production speed of bottling, bottled water was able to uh, be produced at a larger scale, and the beverage uh, grew in popularity. Bottled water was seen as a, uh, by many as a safer alternative to the 19th century municipal water systems that could be contaminated with pathogens like cholera and typhoid. And syphilis. That's a fair. That's a fair cop. I, syphilis from everyone putting their junk <laughs> not everyone just billy just billy out there going town to town <laughs> putting his dick into every water supply that he could find somebody uh, syphilized the water, the water. <laughs> <laughs> i like that apparently in this alternate universe this is this is also how syphilis spreads yeah. it's no longer an std well, I mean, it is because he's not just sticking it in. The... Oh, sir, please, please stop, please stop fornicating with the water. Oh, alrighty. Um, by the middle of the century, one of America's most popular bottled waters, Saratoga Springs, was producing more than seven million bottles of water annually. The late nineteenth century saw the creation of a flurry of. Uh, water companies some of brands like arrowhead and ozarks are still in the market today are ozarka 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 are still on the market today 
in the United States, the popularity of bottled water declined in the early 20th century when the advent of uh, water chlorination reduced public concerns about waterborne disease in the municipal water supplies. I like to imagine that someone out there is just like, uh, <laughs> water chlorination. We just gave Billy some chloride gas. He's dead now. He's no longer <laughs> our problem. It's like, it's just funny when it's like, oh. We, we discovered how to use this chemical to make uh, our municipal water supplies actually safe to drink. And then it's it, like, oh, well, this this niche business to the side should just wither and die then because you can you can safely drink what comes out of your tap. As as a child uh, in eastern Kentucky, we as, had... As uh, a hose-drinking child. Well, like the I wasn't allowed to drink from a hose for a while because... We had uh, well water. We had a a, a a pump, not a not an actual you know hand drawn well. Water. Yeah, we did not have city water yep. uh, until, and that was fine. And we were not allowed to drink from it, uh, especially after the coal mine destroyed the water table. Oh yeah, which like, is the story of Eastern Kentucky. And so we were told uh, that. We were getting free city water for like a year. Uh, and then we were going to have to start paying the bill after that. Uh, yeah. That's the, I, uh, that was the, we're real sorry about that. <laughs> I remember being very excited that I could drink water straight from the tap. Uh, and then, but meanwhile, my 93-year-old great-grandfather every day would walk up to like the old tap contaminated water before we ever got city water pull a ladle down oh god fill the ladle up from the sink not like he would dip it into something he would just pour that straight into the thing and then drink that and then go back and like mom i'm not allowed to drink that water why is grandpa and she went grandpa's old he gets to do what he wants (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's too late to save grandpa grandpa's been chewing tobacco since before any of us were born He's not dead yet. <laughs> He's already had syphilis and beat it, so he doesn't have to worry. He's already beat up Billy. <laughs> oh. uh, he's the man who took the chloride. Well, where was it? Oh, however, it bottled water remained popular in Europe where it spread to cafes and grocery stores in the second half of the century. That's why I always think of like Perrier being a very fancy French, not fancy, fancy, but it's like, Oh yeah. Cause I'm thinking of like old sitcoms where like they'll get bottled, bottled water out and you know? Yeah. It w- because that was a product of when we were brought up. So yeah. in, in the eighties, that was the case. Yes. And also, you know, they still give you the option of sparkling or still. Listen here now. I have a story and a little bit of a pet peeve about sparkling or still. (laughs) Because we walk in. Do you spit into your boss's face every time you're surprised by getting sparkling water? No. The bubbles, you just can't handle it? (laughs) Give Give them the old lasso. So we are in San Diego and walk into a probably what should, is more of a like i don't know just more club like restaurant you know it feels just like a re- it's a restaurant they've got a menu but it feels more like club style atmosphere and so is um, everyone in like uh like leather and taking ecstasy 
No, it's more of like that, like Miami vibe type. Mm. Like they have palm trees on the inside of the building type of thing, but not like, Hey, you're on the beach. Relax. It's like, it's palm trees that kind of make you feel like you're on the Miami strip and you walked into this club that you're, you're not tan enough to be there. Were they, were they bouncing in the club till the break of dawn? Yes. Did, did, did the members of this club have a specific jacket that they wore? Uh, a members only <laughs> jacket of sorts. <laughs> um, you know, it would be interesting if they were, they were all, um, they all, okay. Here may be the best if you were in like the Spanish Riviera, like mm. that sort of like mm. Rico Suave sort of uh, <clears throat> Havana Nights, maybe <laughs> just that sort of okay. Everybody's got slick back hair, and that's the kind of idea. Yeah, greasy vibe. slick back hair with like five buttons undone on their shirt, gold yes. chain in the chest hair. You got it. That's the one. Although all these all these men were were probably like the type that clean shaved every ounce of body hair they had oh, um okay so we go walk in and they're like sparkling or still still we're not paying for sparkling water like I, i'm not we're just here to sit down and have a cocktail and then leave uh we don't need sparkling water we sit down and they start pouring water for us the still water was still bottled like charge you for water yeah. water like uh-huh. i'm like no still we went tap like we don't want so no like from the toilet from the toilet <laughs> the toilet water no that's the basically the experience I had in Scotland people like there's sparkling water is easier to get than still water it's like the hell <laughs> iron brew that was their yeah, that was their that, sparkling that's, water that's, no it, it, that's just their water in Scotland they're like oh it's we've got scotch or we've got iron brew it's like ah. Uh. <laughs> I gotta sober up, and they're like, "We'll bring you the Lafroig <laughs> <sighs> and a black pudding." Uh, how uh, in the 1970s, just 350 million gallons of bottled water were being sold in the United States, about a gallon and a half per person per year. Much of that came from the big five-gallon jugs used in office water coolers. The rest made up in niche markets of mineral water, mineral waters bottled from natural springs. I'd have to imagine those, uh, like gallon milk carton, or milk jug water bottles as well, was probably at least a chunk of that because that's that's all we used to buy when I was a kid. Look, it's I mean, back then it was like it was all the Colgan man. <laughs> yeah, like that's. That was it. Does anyone else wonder why the Culligan man drives around with a picture of a redhead on that looks suspiciously like Lois on the, the side of the, the van? Brunettes. Huh? The milkman gets the brunettes. <laughs> All right. Uh, but then one of the niche players decided to get serious. Perrier, a French brand of sparkling natural spring water, that was founded in the mid-1800s. Yeah, it's that old. Had been languishing for decades. It's distinctive green bottles selling in a few high-end restaurants and almost nowhere else. This is about the only time I will allow a green bottle because it's not going to... It's know, water. Yeah, It's water. You can't ruin anything in there. In not worried about light. In 1977, the firm hired Bruce Nevins, 
a 40-year-old ex-Special Forces officer and former Levy Strauss executive to relaunch the brand to American market with a blitz of television ads voiced by Orson Welles. I'm These are the or- famous, and this ad campaign is what um, was the Bill Murray movie. Um, ah, with him and Black Widow. Oh, uh, she was Lost way, in Translation? Lost in Translation, where she was way too young, and it's very creepy to go back and watch that movie. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of, uh, uh, when you said Orson Welles, I was thinking of that, like, if you seen the, the, the footage of, like, the outtakes of the P commercial that he was... Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Whatever, even, t- like, he's clearly Blitz. way too drunk, yeah. and it's just... <laughs> But no, uh, this ad campaign with Orson Welles is what they were riffing on really hard in Lost in Translation with Bill Murray. So, yeah. Uh, But anyway, by highlighting its French pedigree and premium price, uh, Perrier played off baby boomers' growing desire for status as the generation shed its tie-dyed T-shirts and started entering the corporate world. And I can't help but quote uh, SLC Punk when uh, when he jumps up with that like three foot mohawk, and tell, calls his dad a sellout, and he's like, "Didn't sell out, I bought in." That <laughs> <laughs> is fair. <laughs> anyway, uh, health concerns played an important role too amid a wave of media coverage of studies linking saccharin, the official artificial sweetener. <laughs> the, the official sweetener of our the official <laughs> artificial sweetener the artificial sweetener used in many diet sodas with cancer nevins positioned pure perrier as a healthful alternative to soft drinks yo you want some pure perrier man this <laughs> i got this the, the hard un- stuff this is the uncut perrier driven <laughs> france oh. his timing couldn't have been better jogging was in the martini was out at a no. quotes at a long wet business lunch. People magazine noted in 1978 article, a bottle of Perrier bespoke a clear headed sense of purpose. Formerly notorious drinkers like Richard Burton, who nearly drank himself to death during the filming of the Klansman uh, in 1974 and Ed McMahon, uh, the magazine also added, had embraced sparkling water as a substitute for hard liquor. I don't believe them. No. <laughs> and I had to look it up because uh, I was like, okay, like what was, I was like, why is it so noteworthy that Richard Burton was drinking I'm not Perrier? thinking of Richard Burton. I'm thinking of Richard Dawson, who oh. remained drunk. Yeah. No, Burton, uh, so leading up to uh, the Klansman, Burton had a three-bottle-a-day habit of hard liquor. Now, that's pretty heavy. I mean, it's not some of our more notorious uh, drinkers. Could have probably put him under the table. But three bottles of hard liquor a day was a bit much. And, uh, I mean, yeah. it's, no, it's no Churchill, but still. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that's what got Churchill out of bed in the morning. Come on, let's face facts here. Best part of waking up is champagne in your cup and some scotch and some beer. Scotch and, and soda and champagne, man. That's, that's what that man ran on. What was the other one? Was it gin? 
No, no, no. The other person. Hemingway. Was... Hemingway, which was just a sentient bottle of gin. I... <laughs> For some reason, I wanted to say Benjamin Franklin, but I'm like, uh, yeah, he was yeah. a drinker. He did love. He did love Madeira. He loved the booze and he loved the women. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, speaking of the women, Farrah Fawcett even used Perrier to rinse her hair. Calm that down. Seems that seems a waste. Bougie. Yeah, that was like that's when you have money. That's uh yeah, the bourgeoisie must fall. It's like I like the I like the feeling of the bubbles on my scalp. They're tiny bubbles. I mean on their mind. Be perfectly honest, I think I might go try it, but not it's gonna be with, with Walmart sparkling water, not Perrier. <laughs> Club Pro- soda. The proletariat will rise up. Look, there's like the whole time when I see Perrier, I'm like, man, this is problematic for the French. <laughs> they got a they got a real history with ending stuff like this. Anyway, <laughs> Perrier's American sales rocketed from three million bottles in 1975 to some 200 million just four years later. And but yeah, it turns out uh, product placement works. You don't say. In 1980, the Perrier Group purchased Poland Spring Water. Hey, that name's coming back. Uh, its chief U.S. rival, giving the giving the firm an eighty five percent share of what was then called the bottled spring water market, but Perrier stumbled in nineteen ninety after a, a small number of its bottles were found to contain traces of benzene. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a problem. How much are traces? Just one full bottle of benzene <laughs> for every. Every four bottles of Perrier. I don't see the problem. But benzene's a toxic chemical compound, which prompted a nationwide recall and sent the company's sales plummeting. And I don't, like, the whole time when I'm reading this stuff all about this incident, I just keep getting the Futurama, nobody does it like molten boron. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, did they come up with a benzene jingle and try and be like, oh, it's we've added more. More healthful <laughs> compounds. I'm oh, just God. thinking now of of dolomite and the like. I'm forty percent dolomite. It's yeah. like there's no one listening to me, <laughs> Professor Smart yeah. Magma Hot. <laughs> but so let, let's go ahead and burn this incident into our brains and see if this might come back to bite Perrier in the ass now. And later. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. So that opened the door for uh, competing sparkling water brands to flood the market. In 1992, the Swiss food conglomerate Nestle purchased Perrier. I did um, not um, know that. Uh, I did not. So uh, added to the list. Uh, I did right. not know Nestle owned Perrier. And though the Perrier brand never recovered its dominant market share, Nestle Perrier began snapping up brands like Zephyrils. Zephyrils. That's the Florida Nestle. And Arrowhead. I'm pretty sure that says syphilis. (laughs) Zephyrils. Zephyrils. Billy was back at it. I thought we got rid of him. He has descendants. I thought we chlorinated him. As of 1997, amid 
strong competition from brands like Evian and Calistoga, the company still held a 26% share of the bottled water market, which is just a shame. Uh, The International Bottled Water Association's Voluntary Code of Standards dictates that advertisements should not exploit consumer fears about the safety of public drinking water supplies. It's voluntary. (laughs) But a series of highly publicized health scares, like an outbreak of a parasite discovered in the Milwaukee water system in 93, which sickened tens of thousands of people, and make consumers a little leery of public water sources. Or all of Flint, (laughs) Michigan. Yeah, and bottled water sellers were quick to highlight the virtues of their advanced filtration processes over the chemical treatments, such as chlorination and fluoridation, used to treat city water supplies. So you remember that uh, I said that might come back to bite Perrier in the ass? Well, health officials pushed back, pointing to Perrier's benzene contamination incident as evidence that the bottled water industry is hardly immune to contamination (laughs) issues and publicly fretting that uh, dental hygiene might suffer as more people shifted to drinking non-fluoridated bottled water. Wow. They ain't wrong. By 1997, municipal officials in cities like Houston and Kansas City were announcing plans to get into the bottled water business themselves with proposals to bottle and sell the output of their municipal water supplies. Dan Jones, the deputy director of the Houston Public Works Department, told the New York Times, municipal water professionals have always laughed at people paying ridiculous amounts of money for water they know is not better than the water they get out of their tap. We just note that for whatever reason, people seem to like to get their water out of bottles these days. Now, uh, I want to note this is like the point of entering the modern era. Yeah. Like where... Almost where we sit today with all this. Pepsi was the first to embrace this new order. We're a total beverage company. Craig E. Witherup, the president and CEO of Pepsi Cola North America, told the Associated Press in 1994, when you reach for a beverage, we'll be there. Pepsi began test marketing Aquafina, its Uh. brand of filtered bottled water, in late late 1994. And a few the years later, from a few years later, uh, rolled out nationwide with a huge marketing campaign. Coke resisted, following at first, uh, at first, preferring to promote consumption of its soft drinks over an alternative that might cannibalize sales. But bottled water sales were growing at thirty percent a year, far outpacing soft drink sales. And Aquafina, backed by Pepsi's formidable distribution and marketing machinery, quickly became the top-selling brand in convenience stores. And that's something like I couldn't. I wanted to point that out big time. So if you're like you want to know why we live in the weird water hellscape we live in right now, in what 1994, it was growing 30 percent a year. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Like when the companies had to stop and look at these, like at that growth. Holy balls. <laughs> like, it, it was a no-brainer to be like, well, we're getting into bottled water. Thing is, uh, 94, I remember, like, Aquaf- uh, I remember Aquafina coming out. It's like, there's a whole thing of water you can get from the vending machine. And we're like, but, and I remember at the time going, 
but we have a water fountain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, this, but this is cold. So that that was me looking at that and going, yeah, but I could get this Josta Cola right here. It's got it's got like a panther or something on it. I don't know. Looks all yeah. tribal with the lettering. Looks cool. I'm gonna get that. I, I, I don't know the exact one we're talking about. I could get that, or I could get this Crystal Pepsi. I mean, <laughs> shit's pretty baller. <laughs> mm, I'll take that. Look, I have vivid memories in elementary school of going to on break, going to the vending machine and spending twenty five cents and getting mm-hmm. a can of Crystal Pepsi. It was in a mm-hmm. it was in a can. I could never see it because I wasn't like pouring it. I wasn't going to waste it and pour it out to see that it was clear. I was just drinking it on the word that they said that it's crystal clear. And I'm like, okay, you, you believe them? Why would they lie to you? They they would never lie to me. Not a like six year old child. Why would they do that? <sighs> there, um, <coughs> we talked a little bit about uh, Aquafina and, and you know there being some faux pas with with marketing there, but Dasani actually rolled out in early 2000s in the UK and had its own kind of series of things that basically Dasani can no longer be sold. I mean, it can be, but they just don't sell it in the UK anymore. Like they pulled it from the market just because they had so many issues with, with when it launched. Like there was even a sitcom that made fun of Dasani basically, uh, or I don't know if the sitcom did, but it was like people were comparing like where the sitcom had done this really like silly thing in a get rich quick scheme. They basically like bottled their own tap water from the house. Mm-hmm. Like people started comparing Dasani to that, and then it became a cultural phenomenon. And they were like, "Well." That's all of them. Yeah, well, I know, but, like, that was one where Dasani, when it first launched, like, they had a lot of other issues that were going on, and this was just, like, icing on the cake to be like, no, this is now a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. So, okay, I don't cover it in this, and I doubt we'll ever get back to it. So, in my reading, like, boiling, because I wanted to do a whole breakdown of where all these waters are sourced from, and if you want to know, it's, you just have to look up the distributor. Mm. or like the local, your area or regional production facility. That's mm-hmm. where it comes from, unless mm-hmm. it says spring water. It, like, mm-hmm. They literally just pump it from the municipal water supply, and then they'll treat it or filter it however, and then bottle it and ship it out to you. That's where it comes from, yeah. unless it says spring water, because, because FDA regulations, mm-hmm. if it says spring water, it comes from a natural spring. Mm-hmm. Somewhere, but it's going to, for... Shipping costs, it's somewhere local. So if this is spring water, it is from a regional spring somewhere tapping from a local, you know, regional available natural spring, which is detrimental to your natural environment. But we're not local because, I mean, at that point, like you got Fiji water, which costs like 30 times more water to get it to you than what's in the bottle. Yeah, I I wasn't able to get into that because we mentioned them. Uh, later but the, you have some niche brands like that but most like you know in like the poland spring and all those i can't remember there's some other we bring up some other brand names later uh you'll know your local your local brands but if it says spring water there's a 90 percent chance it just comes from a spring somewhere in your region that it is yeah that's a yeah it is spring water like they're so, not lying to you they can't when we were first looking at places to put in a brewery 
Um, and we use just standard like city water because our water around here is actually fairly well treated. And, and whenever it gets but, to you, the flavor of it's really actually quite good. Because Kentucky um, and our, uh, yeah. our toted limestone shell. Well, up river from us in the water, kind of everything that's going on, there's not a city. There's nothing yeah. above us in like the way the water flows. So it's just sort of like we get it first before everybody else gets it. So um, when we first started to go down this pathway, though, uh, there was a place that we were looking at potentially going and moving into that was a bottled water facility that had a running spring in it. Like you could the, the selling factor of it was we could say our beer was made with spring water from, you know, wherever Kentucky spring water. Um, but I was like, that's high mineral content. That doesn't make the best like light beers. <laughs> yeah. You might have to do all dark beers to go that route. Plus, in looking at the place, like it was really interesting what they were doing, but like by basically taking this this pipe and running it into the side of a mountain that took the water out of the mountain where it was collecting in the rocks and and pumped it into a giant cast like steel um, tank. And when I say giant, I mean like I'm, I'm trying to think of something that's even on the same scale of it. Cause it was huge. It was probably the length of maybe half of a football field. And it was probably three to four. No, it was probably four to five times my height. And it's just, that was the storage tank. And they were like, if you buy the building, you get the water for free. <laughs> okay. We might be able to clean with it at that point. <laughs> Um, I mean, it was decent water, like if you were just drinking water, but not not beer water. But talking about decent water, we can go to Glacier Smart Water. Glacier, Glacier, Glacial. I don't know. Smart Water. Wait, probably what? how you know it. Oh. Beer. We're, we're, we're going to, let's dial it back. Before yeah, Chris we get... has like a couple sentences left. Oh, sorry. I thought you finished up with Aquafina. Uh, well, he, he was talking about just the history of the whole thing. Oh, so we're, oh. we're going to turn the dial back to February 1999. We all know where we were that fateful day. Coca-Cola <laughs> Company gave in to the inevitable and introduced its first bottled water brand. The name Dasani which, as Co- a Coke uh, spokesperson explained, has no specific meaning. <laughs> it's intended to convey a clean, fresh taste. It's Spanish for <laughs> tap water. <laughs> it's Spanish for diarrhea water. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's Aquafina. I've never... I, something has always been off about that taste. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about it. They, they yeah. are proud of that taste. I hate aquafina. They like that is a proprietary technology that like they won't. That's like a secret, a, a trade secret about the taste of aquafina. That makes me more nervous. <laughs> um, Pennies and plastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm not the biggest fan of it. Yeah. Uh, so in contrast same, to spring water, same water they used to make. Uh, they used to make with Sierra Mist. It can't be good. Uh-uh. Wrong. In <laughs> contrast to spring water companies, which typically extracted water from underground aquif- aqu- aquifers. Aquifers. Okay. Okay. 
uh, and springs, these companies used municipal tap water filtered through reverse osmosis systems that remove impurities from the water. This move... <laughs> Sorry, I hear reverse osmosis. I feel like they're trying to put impurities back into the yeah. water. <laughs> I know it's not what it is, but just it's my a, brain hears like it at first. It's like, yeah. we're going to put the shit back in this. <laughs> <laughs> they just got our man jerking off of the water and taking a dump in it. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it removes impurities from the water. The move allowed Coke and Pepsi bottlers to use their existing purification equipment uh, used in the production of soft drinks and existing distribution channels. Because water did not have to be transported from a single original source, this development allowed the development of strong national or even global brands that were produced locally. By 2002, the global bottled water industry was at an inflection point. Traditionally, the industry had been fragmented among many local and regional players. But over the last decade, four large multinationals, uh, I don't know how to say that. Dan, is it Danone or Dan One? That, that name, I don't know. You, you, get, you get to choose. Danon? I want to <laughs> say Danon, but it's spelled differently. So It's not um, Danon. Yeah. This, this brand, D-A-N-O-N-E, Nestle, PepsiCo, and Coca-Cola battled for global market share. These four companies controlled over 30% of the global market in 2002 and continued to expand organically and through acquisitions. So, the largest brands. Here we go. Nestle Waters is a subsidiary under the larger Nestle Corporation, which also sells other beverages and snacks such as flavored milk and chocolate. And guess what? They own the world. Yeah, they're they're the Disney of the beverage industry. If if you consume something, odds are it's a Nestle product. Nestle Waters has come under I fire. Eat, I eat I eat pennies in my off time. Do they make do they mint those? Probably probably. Maybe. Okay. Uh, some community. Well, oh, sorry. Uh, ba 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 Under the larger Nestle Corporation, which also sells other beverages and snacks such as flavored milk and chocolate, Nestle Waters has come under fire. Some communities have criticized Nestle for tapping water from springs that may be taking away from residential water use during times of drought. This has resulted in accusations that Nestle views water as a commodity to make money rather than a human right. So... Yes, that's a, that is what they think. That I, I just I bowed to this, as opposed to literally making this entire episode an anti-Nestle thing. But it's like in North America, it's not a massive thing because it's it's literally what all the companies do. And unless you live in California, water's not like a huge issue. You got plenty of it around. What about Nevada? And you're not in Vegas. Like I say, unless you're in. Well, I guess they would have the problem because California just bought all their water and mm. steals it all. Then California is the Nestle of Nevada. It's <laughs> a real interesting setup. <laughs> the the problem with Nestle is when they move into places like South Africa and yeah. start operating and they start draining buying and draining local wells that are literally all the people have. So they're they have no choice for local water anymore. And they have to go literally buy the water that was pumped from their well for an astronomical price. Wow. 
Yep. Uh, brands owned by Nestle in the U.S. include Perrier, Arrowhead, Nestle Pure Life, Poland Spring, S. Pellegrino, Deer Park, uh, Zephyr Hills, Ice Mountain, Ozarka, Ready Fresh, and many others. So, okay, I could not find... That list is changing, and um, it, it's like in flux massively. It's like everyone's listing different brands under the Nestle header, and it's just kind of chaos at the moment to figure out who owns what brand. So that's like you can't be like, well, I'm not drinking any of those brands anymore, and it's like, it's, probably- it's one of those things where it's like, it's everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> like that could have changed, and... I, I cut you off early. Sorry. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> it's fine. Um, these may have changed as Nestle <laughs> has been attempting to sell off most of its North American brands since 2021. Uh, okay. So, Dan, whatever that is, headquartered in Paris, France. So, I'm going to be saying it wrong regardless is the moral of the story. Um, same as Nestle. Focused- Bye, Dan. <laughs> no, same spelling. There you go. Uh, focus mainly in other markets, but in North America, they are known for Evian. Casey, what did you say about yogurt? So wait a minute. Y'all could hear this whole time that I thought that it was my, my mic had been muted anytime I would like push the button, but apparently not this whole, like whole go to, uh, the whole show. Interesting. Yeah. No, we definitely heard like the pencil sketching. Yeah. Like I, every time I reached up and I was like, okay, we're turning it off in between. No. Yeah, that's why like I, I just like I gave up sending messages. It's like, well, he's not looking at it. I am not. Um yeah, like that's the reason I was thinking like the Dana, because I was thinking like the yogurt company was the same one that uh, made Oh, that that Danon. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, completely yeah. different Danon. Different spelling. But yeah, they own Evian, who not only makes water, by the way, but like I just learned recently. Maybe I knew oh, a ton point. of stuff. Like the them owning Evian was just like a, you know, they bought the brand, you know, years ago, and it's just like, oh, and they're like, okay, I guess we do this. Well, no, so Evian, the, the I guess the brand, Evian uh, also makes intercontinental ballistic missiles. <laughs> they do not. Oh, uh, <laughs> I was going to say they make um, makeup products because uh, Evian makes a hydrating makeup setting spray. So it's meant because it's like the water brand. And so it's like, oh, here's extra hydration. It sets your makeup, yada, yada. So I just thought that was interesting. Like, oh, they're just getting all kinds of places. Chris, what sounds sounds, uh, less likely? That they make a hydrating makeup spray or that Evian makes intercontinental ballistic missiles? I think water. Is the essence of wetness. <laughs> and wetness is the essence of water. Uh, so I have no idea how to say this next one. Merman. <laughs> I'm going to say Master Kong, which is also a horrible yeah, name. Yeah, Master Kong. <laughs> Master Kong. I was leaving it to you to pronounce the this, so Master Kong, Kong it is. Where does it say? Bottle barrel. The brand is owned by... Uh, Tingyi Holdings Company, a company founded in 1996, based out of uh, Tianjin, China. I do not expect. know any Chinese whatsoever. So. The largest manu- like 
Yeah, like they're one of the biggest in the world is going to come from China, and we're going to have never heard of it. Yeah. Master Kong, which, by yeah, the way, is a Master better name Kong. anyway. I need a shirt that says, like, they're Master Kong. What does their branding look like? I must look this up I don't up know now. why I'm picturing, like, a, a, a Donkey Kong, but in, like, the Buddy Christ pose from Dogma. Like the, oh. <laughs> Master Kong water. Sorry, China. Casey. No, I, I just, whenever I see these, like, they are probably, like, the Coca-Cola of. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because. They are. I've seen these these bottles of like other soft drinks that they make. I may not have seen the water, but I've seen the other drinks. Yep. Oh, that's creepy. Oh, I've actually had this one. Oh, look at that guy. Okay. Um, <laughs> We've lost them. Don't I fall think down we need to hole. like really like companies. Can we take a second and look at our our uh, mascots, if you will? I feel like <laughs> if we went to Jungle Gyms, we could find. Oh, oh yeah. crap. Ooh. Oh, I wish we could have done that this time. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Can't wait to see uh, Hugo Boss and Adidas's mascots. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Ouch. I mean, none of these brand. Like, let's be serious. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay. Ooh. And yeah. we're moving on. So. I had something from them that had, like, it, it was an aloe drink but it had like mm-hmm. chunky aloe in it yeah. yeah you got like the individual like slimy petal type things going on like the insides of the aloe vera plant uh, i'm okay thank you um my, my mother like had aloe plants and so like you say that i'm just picturing like going down to like where she had like in the one of the windowsills and like breaking some off and putting another burn. Can you imagine yeah. taking a bite of it, though? I've heard of thick yes. and liquid. I'm yes, not, I can. I'm not oh. Uh, oh. I'm not very big on chunky and liquid. Yeah, nope, 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 nope. Okay, so uh, mainly sold in China. Viscous. Nearly no sales or marketing presence in the U.S. Still, the brand held 12% market share of the global bottled water market in 2014. Because China. <laughs> because population. <laughs> uh, okay. Dasani, owned by the Coca-Cola Company, another well-known bottled water brand that was founded in 1999. And they were trying to party like. Indeed. The brand separates itself from Aquafina with water that they their tagline claims is, quote, enriched with minerals for a pure, fresh taste. Yeah, uranium-236. <laughs> the water, also sourced from admissible Yellow tap. Cake is injected with trace amounts of minerals after it undergoes a purification process in order to create a distinct flavor. Just like Aquafina, the the Dasani brand sells both flavored and unflavored water, as well as many merchandising products that display the Dasani name. A little-known fact is that even Dasani's unflavored water actually contains small amounts of natural fruit flavor, making it even more unique than other bottled water brands. Making it yep. not taste like you're licking pennies like when you drink Aquafina. <laughs> I was Those going minerals. to say, it's like small amount of natural fruit flavor. Bill is at it again. <laughs> God. All right, Aquafina. Not to be confused with um, Nora, whatever her actual real last name is, who, which is spelled completely differently, by the way. Love her. Um, Nick, Nick and Nora. Uh, no? So... <laughs> Aquafina was established in 1999. Man, she's been acting a while. How old is Aquafina? (laughs) 
Damn it. Okay, that's not even relevant, and I want to look that up now. I'm I'm doing you. it. Just keep going. I'll have it age. I've been really wanting to rewatch Shang Chi again. Uh, okay. What about Raya? She no, never mind. She's she's closer to our age. Really? That's yeah. Do you ever find that out, and you're like, "What have I done?" I done with- yeah, no, <laughs> yes, I, constantly. When so yeah, when I see that Simon Whistler is like our age, possibly yeah. a little younger, and he's like, "No, I have an he has a an, a self playing piano." Uh huh. And he he's just like, "Oh, I just have this in the house." He's like, "Cause I only listen to piano music, so I get to program it with whatever I want." And I'm like. That rich son of a bitch. Well, and he's got two kids, and what, where is he living in? Like Prague building, or somewhere he's crazy? He's building a holiday home. Yeah. yeah, he lives in Prague. Yeah, whatever. Uh, that British I mean, expat bastard. That smooth-headed son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, no, I was just going to say that, uh, it's like, I mean, in fairness, he's also like, never mind. I was going to say, there, there, there are, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> It's much cheaper to live in Prague than it is where we live. Let's just... Well, there is that, but not what I was going to get into. We'll talk later. Yeah, anyway. So, um, it's become the largest bottled water brand in the world, Aquafina has. So Somehow. Kurt, I, I've yet to figure out how. Yeah, I'm just like... Well, they got they got there first. People well, like not first, first, but they, they're the first of the yeah. big... Uh, so, they're currently owned by PepsiCo. The company produces both flavored and unflavored water as well as other branded products such as lip balm and even clothing. I mean, didn't know that one. Their unflavored is flavored to rusty pennies. <laughs> Aquafina sources its water from municipal tap and then refines it through a purification process involving reverse osmosis and ultraviolet sterilization, resulting in a distinct taste that millions of consumers have grown accustomed to. But no, we haven't. Me, <laughs> millions of cons- consumers have grown accustomed to, says millions of customers. Who avoid it. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. Have just been beaten down and just come to accept <laughs> this is this is their life now. It's so I've always hated it. Always. And I don't know why. Uh, it's because the reverse osmosis. They're putting the shit back in there. They're, they're literally have someone taking a dump in every bottle. Bill and his cousin Phil. Yeah, they're they're at it, double teaming those bottles. Phil does not have uh, syphilis. He has chlamydia. <laughs> Nestle owns Alpo, <laughs> the dog brand. Yeah, they do. Okay, sorry. I had I was finally like, I was trying to look that up, and then it was just I went down. Of- I'm pretty sure I- there was like a huge. They own a crap ton of dog food brands and the Boost nutritional drinks and Butoni. Oh my god, we do we the the pesto. That's the brand we always get for the pesto sauce for the salmon. You can't avoid Nestle. Like that's why it's like no. So and you're avoiding Nestle. You Nestle water is the brand. Like that's the the best you can hope to do is avoid Nestle water. The cat chow. There's no hope in avoiding (laughs) Nestle. They got kitten uh, chow. They got kitten chow too. We've been getting the Purina cat chow for the. For, oh, damn it, Casey. Can can we avoid smart water? No. Glacial. Where are smart. our cats? I don't know. I see one. One was sleeping in a catnip box. I don't know. They they've been on <laughs> they've been on like an opium high today. 
<laughs> your house now just a an opium den for cats? I, mean, I filled a box with catnip and threw it in the floor, <laughs> and one of them was just sleeping in it after a while. She just curled into a ball. And we're like, um. they could, you come back. It's literally like those old pictures of like opium dens yeah. from like the the nineteenth the century. They're just like. Yeah, on a couch, there was a Sherlock his- Holmes cat sprawled out in the corner. <laughs> I mean, it was some wild. Yeah, stuff. but that cat's also like shooting cocaine straight into its veins. How do they own just Cheerios? Like, isn't that General Mills? They don't own oh. General Mills, <laughs> don't they? Don't they? I don't know. <laughs> well, Brittany, you're going to the rabbit hole to realize that only two companies own everything. <laughs> <laughs> the tinfoil hat is starting to like go across her head. I've been drinking. <laughs> Sorry. They own what you've been drinking now. They don't know what you've been drinking. That's one Boy, thing we can own be void sake of. somehow. We're like, oh my god. If they own what you've been drinking, then we need to be getting a cut because we've done <laughs> several episodes promoting it. They own Hagen dazs No shit. Okay. <laughs> Brittany, <laughs> rabbit hole. I'm out. Casey, go ahead. I'm sorry. Grab her by the ears and pull her out of this hole. Blue Buffalo. Oh, yeah. I've known for years you stay away from that crap. It's not like. Yeah, you don't. You don't look up the blue waffle. Wait, what did you say? (laughs) Kit Kat. Oh, okay. Annie's. uh, Annie's. Casey, no. Organic foods. You know those like macaroni and cheese products? Yep. They own Annie's? That's not on here. I don't see well, that. Well, I'm looking at like General Mills, companies owned by General Mills. So assuming Oh, that oh. They... No, this is I'm just looking at Nestle's global site or whatever for the brands. Stop. Stop <laughs> it right now. Back <laughs> to the episode. Yeah. Glossiao, yeah. Smart Water separates itself from other bottled water companies by focusing specifically on their purification process or rather lack there of one. Many of their advertisements claim that the water is as pure as the first drop of rain, focusing on how they don't tamper or add any sort of minerals or flavoring to the water they source. They leave the chlamydia in there. That doesn't <laughs> mean that Glacial Smart Water simply sells water to consumers straight from the tap. Rather, they use a unique process that simulates the natural hydrologic cycle. Vapor distilling water so they can essentially become like rainwater before they distill it. It's distilled water. Yeah. Um, vapor distilling water, so it essentially becomes like rainwater before it reaches the ground and becomes polluted. This unique process and marketing approach has found great success in consumers seeking water that has a pure and untouched as possible, launching the company into the fourth best selling bottled water brand in the world. It is, is distilled this, water. And like the is, most, what, like the second most expensive bottled water. Is this the one that, like, if you look on the inside of the label, they usually have like a weird little animal? Of some kind on there. Yeah. There's some kind of smart water that does that. It you literally see. just says smart water across it. And it's like the bottle. You can only buy it in like liter bottles. Yeah. And they're like fucking foot long cylinders. <laughs> There's no, no possible way to like conveniently take them around anywhere. Cause you're just it, like, God damn. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like smuggling just like a massive cylinder of water. And I don't know what to do with it. You have to have it as you have to have a backpack with it, yeah. And you have to put it in the outside pocket of the backpack, like yep. that's the only place mm-hmm. it fits. And There's then it takes so up the entire height of the. It's backpack. like the main thing that you have to get at the airport, though. Yeah, that oh, is so the only option. So yeah. at um in college, and I, I noticed in college, at school and at the airport, 
like that's all they sell are smart water. And it was like 12 bucks for <laughs> this like massive cylinder of water. And I'm like, I just wanted to drink a water. <laughs> I have noticed some of the like, I don't know how many of them, but some of the airports, specifically those that I've seen like that have been in more like blue states, um, California, have started selling aluminum bottled bottled water. Yes. Yeah. So it's starting to be a little bit more of like a not so much plastic. Well, uh, forget all airports Look suck. All airports suck compared to going to Wisconsin where they're just like, uh, here's all your new Glarus. You can buy <laughs> cases of new Glarus. You can. After, That's after, how you hydrate. After you've gone through security. So it's like, you can just yes. buy this and get on the plane. And it's like, yes. dog, you knew. <laughs> this whole state knows what's up. Man, that's that's the layover you want. Uh, like, yeah. No, no, I'm rout- routing my flight into, Wis- flight into Wisconsin. Why? Like, Don't oh. ask questions. <laughs> my You're going favorite. to Nevada. Why are you going to Wisconsin? Because I need a six-hour layover in Wisconsin. Why? <laughs> None of your dumbass. <laughs> I'm not even going to leave the airport, man. I'm just going to I'm going to drink room temperature spotted cow for six yeah. hours. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Okay, this is the last that I'm I'm gotten to the bottom of the list now. Um, well, they said bottom of the bottle. I was going to be like, wait, I want more. Oh wait, did I? No, there's still more. Um, Stouffer's. They own Stouffer's. I mean, Stouffer's is kind of shit. Yeah, but like mm-hmm. you know, we kind of grew up on that stuff. So the Stouffer's lasagna, also specifically Starbucks coffee at home, like that in and of itself is a brand, not just like, oh, here's Starbucks. This Good is like brand oh. packaging. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Wait, did you just finish that what? off? Because what other? I was like, oh god, because it's. I just poured a glass of like. I don't know what's in this puree in the bottom of the sake (laughs) bottle. Oh, God. You didn't didn't keep shaking. The sake is like probably two solid years old at this point. But I'm holding it up. It looks like a smoothie. I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to drink this. No, it looks like a frappuccino color. Yeah. It's uh, like an iced coffee. Milky. You'll be be fine. Will I? I drank it unpasteurized one I mean, like they've been there for like months. I'll drink an unpasteurized. I don't care. Fuck it. It's alcohol. Okay, where were we at? Uh, Getting drunk. That's where my we're favorite at. water. Oh god, it's kind of grainy. PG. Which is good. Although yeah, I hate their good. bottles because they don't go in any cup holder that exists. Yeah, that's true. In the universe. Although Fiji isn't the largest bottled water brand, they are the largest exporter of the product in the United States. Wait, what? And they sell their water to over 60 countries around the world. Fiji was founded in 1986, but really saw most of their explosive growth in the popularity after 2010. I was drinking Fiji before school. Much of this is attributed to their sleek, trendy look of their bottles, making them extremely popular among younger consumers. Among the youths. The youths. Damn youths. And their hippie hops. It isn't uncommon for fans of the brand to pose at home with their Fiji water bottles on social media, boosting their visibility and sales. Yeah, it's uncommon in this household. <laughs> this has led to a pattern of major bottled water companies redesigning their packaging to be more visually appealing. Many, uh, is, is that why they keep like putting art on the bottles? I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? You I, know, I so drinking the, to throw it away. So the whole 
don't you remember, I don't know, was it was like a decade ago that you had the whole viral thing of the Fiji bottles about super freezing them? Like, if you just, they're like, oh, it's so pure that if you put it in the freezer, it won't freeze unless you, like, suddenly hit it. And then the jostling of the molecules causes it. You can watch it, like, freeze what? it. That doesn't like, have to be, you do, that doesn't even have to be uh, uh, pure. You can do that. Yeah. You can do that with a Corona. You can oh. do it with, like, anything. But that was a social thing. That was, like, a marketing thing that went viral, and they wrote it forever. Because everyone's like, oh, Fiji water's so pure. It doesn't freeze if you put it at whatever you know temperature below zero, and it's like, no, that's just that's just fucking water. <laughs> this is how this works. If you drop the temperature too, it's like oh, I hate you all. <laughs> but Fiji rode that thing hard. Well, you got to lean into stuff. Okay, you know? Yeah, it was marketing. They saw it and they're like, shit, why not? <laughs> and they're like, yep, that's up here. It is. Let's go with it. In many ways, the Fiji marketing is is different from that of Danone bottled water or Danone whatever you want to go with there. Uh, Daniel Boone. Daniel Boone bottled water prioritizes functionality of design, making them popular among consumers who just need bulk bottled water to prepare for travel or large events or to just fit in a cup holder. In contrast, Fiji sells high-priced individual bottles to consumers that just want to buy one for themselves. And it tastes good. It's the millennial water. It's the I need a water and I want to treat myself. We are millennials too. Yeah, we're we are elder millennials, and I've come to terms with this. Are we elder? Because I yep. feel like elder that, millennial that because that, that starts with my sister. So, well, at least me and Brittany are elder millennials because we're, it's like we, we ride that fine line where it's like, damn, you're almost Gen Xers, aren't you? And it's like, eh. It's like I remember the you know I remember the the mainstreaming of internet. I I remember the ICQs. Oh yeah, I mean, duh. But uh, yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I think their their thing starts in like it starts from 1981, which is the year my sister was born. Is why I was saying. That's what I say we were 85, so we're like the the damn near end. Like we were, yeah. damn near end of the early. It's fine. Yeah, sorry. I, I've drunken us down a rabbit hole. I apologize. Uh, speaking of right things that are down. You've got the downsides of water. Bum, bum, bum. A little bit different than the backside of water. So we are barking at you for water, water back. The occasional bottled water for the next hour. What? Huh? No. We'll keep this section brief. Oh. Oh, so we're not, so we're not barking, barking at you yet. for the next hour. I gotcha. I gotcha, Chris. <laughs> we'll keep this section brief. Let's sum it up with three reasons you shouldn't buy so much bottled water. Number one, cost. Number two, contaminants. And number three, conservation. Look, just I, reuse your cycle. Uh, the conservationist in me was like, this was going to be the whole episode. Like, because amongst our group, it's like the whole, oh, you better not fucking touch Nestle or I'm going to like rain hell on your ass. But I was like, no one wants to hear this for the like two hours. This episode's going to be, <laughs> and no one wants a follow up episode to this. So I was like, so it's just going to be, we're just going to tack this on at the end. It's going to be brief. Cause also okay. that's what I was like. I can make this whole, uh, Richard Attenborough, like, you know, it's just like making you watch whales suffer. And <laughs> for the, 
pollution and everything. But no, let's let's just don't make me feel guilty. I'll, I'll guilt your ass. Think, think of the whales. Cost. The bottled water industry is a multi-billion b- 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 billion dollar industry that has grown at a steady pace in the last decade. That is a multi-constellation brand original <laughs> sale industry. Indeed. Recent studies. That's a lot. It's uh, a lot of sculpin. A lot of sculpin. <laughs> Recent studies have shown that the American public now drinks on average 21 gallons or 79 liters of bottled water per year per person, and the consumption rate is steadily increasing. While on average, water consumption has increased, so has its cost. The EPA claims that it costs around $2 per thousand gallons to be used while, uh, you know, like using the water basically while buying a water bottle costs around 20 cents to a dollar 30 per single unit, basically a gallon. Uh, it's true. That a- man has no dick. <laughs> Sorry. I heard EPA and I was just waiting for a break. That, say. Oh no. Okay. So to round back around to our pre-show discussion of uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters frozen throne, he comes back and uh, so far, so far people are speculating. It looks like he's the mayor of New York. And Ghostbusters, <laughs> Frozen Throne. I thought he was dead under a pile of marshmallows. <laughs> no, he's alive and apparently like the mayor and still causing trouble for the Ghostbusters. Of course he is. Sorry. Continue, Casey. I and, apologize. And, for no, the there's a whole bit. No, I got to get... Bob, you, if you haven't seen the trailer, you got to see it. Because there's a whole bit where Paul Rudd like looks at someone else. He's like, but it makes me feel good. Bustin. <laughs> Bustin makes me feel good. <laughs> Bustin', 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 bustin'. And he just delivers it like so innocent and purely. He's just like, bustin' makes me feel good. (laughs) (laughs) Casey? Anyway, sorry. One study estimates that. Buying bottles of water over tap can cause Americans to pay 30,000% above the price of normal tap water. Yeah. So it's like you're, you're buying the single bottle for, you know, the, basically the price of a bottle of soda. And you're like, eh, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. And it's like, you're paying like a 30,000% markup. (laughs) That is crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. If you were to replace all of your tap water consumption with bottled water for an entire year, the average American water bill would be around $44,000. I feel like Morgan Spurlock probably about to do this as a publicity stunt. How is he not? Uh, I know. Right. I uh, used to fill my fish tanks up and have to use distilled water to do it. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. You were that so, person? My fish yeah, were much. suffering with whatever came out of the tap, and I'm sitting there with some <laughs> well, little, the little dropper of dechlorinator. Like, here you go, guys. No, I had very like I had at the time very kind of like specific needs creatures. Okay. I still do, but like I changed the way I do things a little bit. So, Chris, he has needs. He had the lionfish from Deuce Bigelow, and well, he had I mean, Rob Schneider were, coming over to care for it. If you do any sort of um, of uh, saltwater fish at all like oh, at that point you you have to use a distilled or RO yeah water yeah no and then add your salts back into it yep you're dead on with that because I, I wanted to do that for a hot second until i looked at what it took mm. and i was like nope 
What if you lived at what if you lived at the beach? Could you just go out there with a bucket? Nope. <laughs> Turns I, out nope. I wouldn't. I, um I, that's got all the the you know the fish don't even want to live in that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the bad <laughs> water. That's fair. That's what we dump um, our poopy in. <laughs> problem is evaporation. So you take it home, you pour in the 10, 20, 30, well, I don't know, whatever your tank size You is, take you the know? good and you take the bad. You take them both and there you have the facts of life. <laughs> so you yeah, pour poop. in, let's call it 50 gallons of salt water that you get in the ocean. And then once you wait a few days, you're heating that water up. It's going to evaporate out. Now you've got 50 gallons worth of salt and 40 gallons worth of water. And then you add in 50 or add in 10 gallons of salt water. Now you've got 50, 60 gallons worth of salt in 50 gallons of water. And then, you know, the cycle just keeps on going until you basically. And, and then when you're salt. done, you don't even have to brine your fish. <laughs> it's basically just like when they're ready. dead, you're ready to eat them. That's the end result of owning fish, right? Well, you know, I've never tried to eat a cichlid, but nobody said it couldn't happen. So anyways, off target there, um, went ahead and got a reverse osmosis filter for like 150 bucks off Amazon. And now I don't have to buy a dollar a gallon water anymore. And that's wonderful. Number two, contaminants. Risks to bottled water come from the plastic itself. If a bottle of water is left in the heat for too long, reaches past its expiration date, the plastic slowly starts to decompose. Contaminants such as phthalates, which disrupt testosterone and other hormones, can leach out of the bottle into the water over time. Other chemicals can leach out, such as DEHA, a possible human carcinogen, and benzyl butyl phthalate, BBP, a potential hormone disruptor over time if bottled water is not cared for properly. Yeah, this is why... uh, Benzyl. This is the main reason why plastic bottled water has an expiration date on it. It's not that the water, like, will go bad. It's that the plastic has started to deteriorate Mm -hmm. and is leaching into that water, and you should not drink it. Mm -hmm. Do not be that person who's like, oh, the water could go bad. It's like... Technically, no. The plastic, yes. Yes, it can go bad. <laughs> the benzyl butyl f- filtrate, whatever. Uh, that sounds a lot like that benzite from before. Mm. Sorry, I just saw one of the similar root words, and I was like, mm. I wonder if there's a connection. <laughs> Probably. To avoid such risk, it's important to keep water away from sunlight, cool environment, for extended periods of time, uh, this reduces the chances of plastic contaminants finding their way into the water. Real bargain on cases of bottled water might signal improper storage, which impacts the quality. So you're telling me that even water needs dark, dark bottles. <laughs> Everything does. Everything needs a dark bottle. Everything needs to be kept away from the sun. Like it's, it's say, just Brittany, what we're we right. <laughs> the sun is trying to kill everything. The, Thank the you. sun is our enemy. Brittany, we are right. Mm-hmm. But you do need it for vitamin D occasionally. You can get that somewhere else. Just going to put that out there. Yeah. Yeah, Brittany, <laughs> you can get that at the house. <laughs> what? I thought you should say that at the house and then I just started laughing. By taking water from local sources, such as lakes and aquifers, water bottle companies risk disrupting their local ecosystem. Aquifers that do not get enough replenishment can dry out, leading to rivers and streams becoming desolate. 
The bottle itself can also be a threat to the environment as 80% of all water bottles wind up in landfills due to and due to their plastic composition, the materials decompose very slowly. The creation and transportation of plastic water bottles requires energy and produces greenhouse gases such as carbon dioxide and sulfur monoxide, which contribute to global warming. So just buy a reusable water bottle to carry around with you and please remember to wash it occasionally and sanitize it. Yeah, the number of people who have like nasty water bottles that are like caked with crusty old bacteria, it's disgusting. Just wash them every now and then. I mean, for the love of God. Yeah. That shit nasty. Shit. Y'all nasty. Y'all. Wash your water bottles. Girl, wash your bottle. Yeah, girl, wash your bottle. And uh, plastic, like, if you just buy a bottle of Aquafina, that plastic bottle that came in is not reusable. Do not think, oh, I can just carry this around for days refilling it. No, you cannot. Plus, it's Aquafina. You've already made a bad choice. Yeah, you, you've already proven you're not a responsible consumer because you bought Aquafina because you like licking pennies. Uh, does anyone remember the, the craze when we were in high school when people were dropping uh, Jolly Ranchers and stuff down in your sodas? Oh. Like you get a yeah. Mountain Dew or a Sprite or something, you just drop, you know, whatever flavor Jolly Ranchers in there and, the, you know, the flavor leeches out it's like nah like people who buy aquafina like to just drop pennies out of their pocket down in there and be like oh yeah that really adds to the mineral flavor (laughs) nope y'all i I remember like dropping jolly ranchers into vodka (laughs) i mean yeah that's a different situation i feel like um anyway sorry i forgot where the there's like a, a glare on this and I can't see. So, uh, okay, I'm so, I will say though that is a very interesting episode of uh, of water. I knew it was going to be interesting because like I was tell- trying to tell him before like the the episode we had on the different milk alternatives I found was very interesting. Like the ones you think aren't going to be like a whole situation end up being pretty good because you're like oh this is okay here we are dairy alternatives it's like i thought that was gonna be real bland i don't know how it i don't know how it read i don't know how it listened i don't know how the listeners reacted Mm. it's like but but that actually changed our lives because that's how we found discovered oat milk oh my oat milk creamer is like my everything (laughs) because almond milk i'm like no that crap's the devil it's bad And then we discovered, oh, you can get yeah. like extra creamy oat milk, and it's like the best. It's it's basically vitamin D built milk, and you're just like, oh, it's got the consistency and the flavor, and you're like, no, this is this is the jam. Get some, get some of them creamy oats with that vitamin D. Yeah, they dribble down your chin. Mm-hmm. They have problems running because the viscosity. That's why we add to New England IPAs. Is that creaminess? Really? Brittany, do you know why we ruin things? Because it makes us laugh. Mm. That's that's really all we're going for. You know what else makes us laugh? What we're drinking. What we're drinking. Sparkling Muscatel, one of the finest wines of Idaho. Uh, Would you taste it for us, please? (laughs) (sighs) Excellent choice. 
Should be for 95 cents. So it was a pre-show <laughs> gag, and no one else got it, and it even flew over Brittany's head. Mm-hmm. I poured her the sake, and after I popped the... Uh, <laughs> Did you give her the cap to sniff? Yeah, I said, would you like to sniff the cap? And she takes it and starts sniffing it, and I just like walk off laughing to myself. <laughs> Like am I Steve Martin in this? That's what he you needed to be in short shorts. He he walk, he opens it with a bottle opener, the wine. He goes, he's like, would you like to smell the gap? That's kind of that's a thing though. <laughs> he's smelling the cork is <laughs> yeah. not not the cap of a. You say that, and yet <laughs> you know good and well there are weird people. <laughs> It just weren't. Yeah, there's four of them them earlier today. (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, there's four of them on this show. Well, yeah. Not wrong. Not wrong. So, what were we? Rarely am. What what are (laughs) You've got the bottles. Like, we're first up. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Yeah. Uh, well, usually we've so do long it. we forgot how to this, how this works. Well, we, we I, really I, did. I started the night with a grape popsicle C four. Uh, <laughs> figured we'd kick things off with a bang, which didn't sound like it was no, that great. <laughs> I mean, it just tasted like uh, Diamond Tap with two hundred milligrams of caffeine. That makes me want to die. Uh, um, you say that, but also there's part of me that misses that sweet, sweet Diamond Tap flavor. Right. Good for you. Uh, do they sell that anymore? I don't. Yeah. I don't oh, yeah, know. They do. I saw do it. Yeah, I I definitely saw it at Walgreens. I'm gonna get diamond tap. tap instead of Nyquil next time. Oh, Hell yeah! Grape diamond tap with codeine. Yeah. You just put put me to sleep. <laughs> Grape diamond tap, and you get me like a a humidifier that I can get the uh... humidifier. Get some Vicks vapor rub. Yeah. Put it on your chest. And because for some reason your mom believes this works on the bottoms of your feet and you put on socks. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. yep. You're not wrong. But I want to be like, no. what a um, time to have grown up. And it's like, man, it's a miracle we made it to adulthood. I, I mean, we're just we're we're the step above like the like the people who were born in like the fifties and sixties and they're like, we're a like step the stuff above the they Romans. Came... Well, they, they might as well have just given us numbers until we hit like 18. <laughs> yes. Good pull, Chris. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So, uh, we basically switched, switched roles with, with Bob this week because yeah. we're the ones drinking the void sake, sake drinks. Uh, these are these have to be like two years old minimum. No, he, we got them. <laughs> we got them at our at a birthday party in November. Yeah, oh, yeah. The derby old. pie is pretty recent. Well, no, you didn't get that, but you we got. Drink that. You have that. These probably came up in that delivery. Yeah. Yep. Um. So that we have the harvester, which is the pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. Uh, and then we we actually started with the rift runner though, which was you you would label it as a. The tiki, tiki. Yeah, sake. It was delicious. Uh that yeah, that was really good. It's like a mango citrusy. It was like yeah. a mango coconut, like yeah. delicious. It did kind of have a coconut thing to it. Yeah, it was great. Uh both of them were really good. Um mm-hmm. I was surprised like the I don't know what I was expecting with the pumpkin spice. I think I was expecting like it wasn't in my head, I was like, Well, this is clearly old because by the time we get around to drinking any of the sake, it's like, nope, it's been five years. I don't know. 
and keeps really well. You'll you'll be fine. Yeah, uh, I I always feel like well, it's it's gonna taste weird. There's gonna be a thing, but no, it it they were both really really good. I don't think I've had bad things from Void. There is that. That's that's just a thing that happens. Void yeah. is is kind of like my first watch at this point. I'm like, oh, <laughs> if I go to first watch, like you just don't get bad food there. It turns out, or Taste of Belgium for me. Those are my two places mm. where I'm like, no, I just have good food all the time because that's what they do. Mm. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not talking about Sounds void. Like you were asked. You're talking about taste of Belgium. Yeah, taste, taste of Belgium uh, mm. can do can do wrong, and the fact that they've closed half of their locations does indicate they have done wrong. I've had I've had them many times mm. with like my boss for like work lunches or whatever. Every time, so good. I it's mean. So good. Chris, uh, what are your thoughts with the the uh, refrainer and the the harvester? I thought they were great. I'm uh, I'm happy we we're finally able to crack into them. Mm-hmm. Okay. They didn't they didn't die in my closet like most <laughs> alcohol. Uh, actually, I have a nice thing that carries along with that that theme, because rather than letting it die in a closet or finding it almost exactly one year later. <laughs> Uh, I grabbed uh, some Baba Yaga. This is base Baba. Mm. Since it was Baba Day recently, I poured a little bit of that. Uh, I had uh, uh, some leftover stuff I had from Four Hands from a trip from forever ago, like a milk stout that they had, which is fine. But that was mostly just to kill time until I was ready to to dive into the Baba. And, oh, this is nice. I, I cannot find the ABV on this for this year's uh but what i can tell you is this one is uh aged in four roses bourbon barrels okay well there we are yeah uh we've we've had baba a lot we all kind of know roughly what it's going to taste like but this is a it's it's always good and uh the brewer does always recommend just drink it fresh don't sit on this forever i've done the aging this is this is not three floyds I say everyone but three Floyds is like drink it fresh. Three Floyds is like don't do. I that. mean, if you're brave, <laughs> if if you mm. want something to go on your fried rice, <laughs> yum. Uh, I for those who I don't know for some reason if there's someone listening who's like, what are you guys even talking about? This is a uh, I don't know a series. I guess like a fame like a. It's like their things. their flagship kind of yeah. kind of beverage um, at Ethereal in like Baba Yaga is yeah is, is Ethereal yeah yeah in Lexington Kentucky and um, people people it's come so good yeah people come I, from decent well decent ways away like we've got people from like Tennessee and and uh, Ohio and whatnot coming down for for the beer share because everyone lines up. Because if you're not there, you ain't getting it. If you're not there relatively early, you might get some on tap, but you ain't getting bottles. Mm. It's good uh, for the region. Uh, it's probably one of the best Russian Imperial Stouts. I'm trying to think get. of like the one that we had because one of the variants like stood out to me for a while, and now I can't remember which one it was. The Mexican chocolate and chocolate. sea salt. Chocolate and sea salt is the one that I I swear by. I feel like it was maybe I had caramel. Mm. They have done a caribou one. They've done a they did a banana Foster's one. I don't think we got to try that though. Mm. We didn't get to try banana Foster's. They did the um, the coconut 
and the coconut was good. What was like white? It was like macadamia and coconut or something. They did something one like that. that was like you could just read it, and you were like, "This isn't going to be good for very long. This is going to spoil." It was like, <laughs> so we drank that bad boy as soon as we could, and we're like, "Yeah, that's that's fantastic, had, but it's going to turn." We had uh, 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 the chocolate sea salt. I will say when when I heard it was coming back. I was talking to the brewer about it, and he was just like, yeah, I got to bring that one back. That's one of my favorites. It's like, oh, thank God. That I should knew be, we be on the same page. That should be a staple every year, and I feel like it's basic. That could be a moneymaker. Like, that's just a – you just include that with base, or you get I, rid of base. It's like you could just drop base and make sure that you double the amount of chocolate sea salt, and people would be ecstatic. People would enjoy it, but at the same time, it's like you're going to have people who – I don't know, but it, it, it is real. The chocolate sea salt. I remember bringing that down to the, the drink tack that we did down in, mm-hmm. in Asheville. And we had like, I was like, well, like everyone had all their, their like amazing stuff. It's like, well, here's some base Baba. And the guys, they're like, fuck, this is good. Mm-hmm. Pardon language. But, uh, and then like, it's like, well, there was like, here's this chocolate sea salt. And they just went, I take it back. This, this is the best. Yeah. And we all just went, uh, and I think I went back and told him, I was like, brothers, people who like have never had your stuff, never been down this far. And they, they were socks blown off star of the night. And he's like, well, okay, get them down here. I need money. <laughs> Chocolate sea salt. I would put that against like dark Lord or anything. It's so good. I wish I could so- remember the one that I'm thinking of. Cause it was like, I tried it and was like, this is, this is everything. If- I've they had should just so do many bottles over year. the years. It's really just going out of my brain. They should do an entire it. year that's oops, all chocolate and sea salt. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We we just made a mass quantity of chocolate and sea salt. The baklava we had that one time. Chris. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that's another that's another high high favorite. All right. Sorry, I've done some baba nerding out too much. Uh, Casey, uh, what have you got down there? Nothing. What have you drawn us? I have no drink whatsoever. <laughs> that that wasn't what I asked. What have you drawn us? Uh, oh, I missed what you said too. It's okay. I'm I'm I'm. Hold on. If it's right. not red red wine, you, you and, actually uh, got the cat thing that you sent me. I thought you were just like, oh, this is this is cute. You have the glove thing. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, it damn just it. came in. Like I got a I, I got a notification or whatever that it had delivered, and so I got up and like Thanks. as you all had started talking, I got the head the wireless headset so I could hear, but. Casey, I'm going to send you an art channel later that you might enjoy. Oh, yeah. There we go. So, yeah, just some, like, hmm. general, like, leafy, nice large greenery. I feel like you're ahead of me in that you're doing a sketchbook, but I'm, like, I'm so accustomed now to the different things on Procreate that I'm, like, I can't, I can't what, do anything else. I was going to say, what you draw on is, you know, what you're... Yeah, it's a preference thing. I feel like at this point, like some people, some people, you know, they don't. Well, I mean, some people can sketch and they sketch and they do like sculptures, but some people like focus on sculptures. Some people do drawing. Some people do painting. Yeah, yeah. Pick your medium. Like right now, like I'm, I'm, I'm back over to the to the procreate as well, and like just working on something. But I try to go back and forth just to try to keep chops in different areas. Yeah, because when I when I saw the glove, it's like, oh, he's he's on a tablet now. He needs that. Yeah, it is handy. I've definitely had those moments where it's like, you wanted to have this random mark over here to the side, didn't you? Nope. 
I've, I've watched streams of people just draw, which I find oddly soothing because <laughs> watching people do it is kind of like black magic to me. Mm-hmm. And I've seen them put on the kind of glove that Casey has. And that's what like, I saw that. I was like, I know that glove. If you watch Len Peralta ever, like, cause he does the live drawing thing on DC Nest still. And it's like, yeah, he always, always has something like that on. It, uh, it makes a difference. Like, Procreate has that sort of like ignore your palm stuff, but it doesn't always work. Though. Yeah, it's not perfect. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I believe that is an episode. Uh, uh, yeah. So, today's episode was brought to you, by, was written by Christopher Walker using it, sources from many drink, me drinking water, my drinking water. I don't know. Uh, MyDrinkingWater.com. That's what I'm going to say. SeriousEats.com. Huh? Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. MichiganDrinkingWater.org. Oh. Michigan. Because, so it was a great, like, state-funded uh, investigation. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Serious Eats. Uh, uh, Blog.bb. BBC BBCResearch.com. And Zippa.com. Uh, Zippa had the uh, corporate information. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Well, you can subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com. Follow us at haveadrinkshow on social media and twitch.tv. Don't forget, you can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com. You can also use the feedback page on the website. Uh, I believe if you uh, turn out the lights uh, in. <gasps> Uh, in a dark room, put a candle just behind you and look into a mirror and say, have a drink three times. Uh, we won't hear you, so s- send an email. Mm. Yeah, all joking and fun aside, I'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly, even if it's water, because you can't drink too much water. It's hard to, because we're all just it's horridly dehydrated. I'm in a constant state of dehydration. <laughs> like... At all times. Remember to hydrate. Get a DD. Be mm. safe, please. All right. And uh, I guess I need to update the template for this one, too. <laughs> so uh, check us out next month for the next no, live episode. No, we'll have a second episode this month. Oh, yeah. This month is weird. That's right. Because this was yeah. supposed to be January. Be January. Because it was supposed to be dry January, so we did a bottle of water. But, yeah. but one of us was too drunk. Well, <laughs> things happen because our lives are weird. Um so anyway you can just say one of us was too drunk that's fine there were other reasons too but we might be alcoholics i mean well no you can't do a dry january episode on bottled water with one of you blackout drunk we've definitely become though like it's like no we have like we we're too adult now that we have adult things happening in our lives and we're like i don't know man like stuff got weird and we couldn't do a thing okay anyway Sorry. Uh yes. So uh check us out. So this one is literally in another couple weeks for the next episode. Uh you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash have a drink show. Um also have a drink store.com. I think right now the link is being funny, but the store is still like the link is still active, the store is still active if you go from our website, have a drink show.com. Um I need to check on what's up with the actual like domain situation. Other oh. than that, yeah, like, I, I don't know what happened. Um, anyway, once again, I'm Brady Lee Walker. 
I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Chris. Oh, wait, what am I saying? I, and I'm Christopher Walker. <laughs> and and I'm Casey Price. <laughs> I'm drunk. We'll see you next time. Bye. And. And. I'm going to check the URL. Here's a whole bottle of sock. Of course he's drunk. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs>